Hey, podcast friends. If you love our podcast and want to help support us to continue making cool shit, consider joining our Patreon community. Get early access to each episode, a monthly hangout on Zoom, custom answers to your questions in exclusive Patreon videos, and much, much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash conversations with creators to become a patron today. Your support means the world to us. Now on to the episode. We actually sort of founded the company on the, the three E's principle, uh, which is engagement, encouragement, and energy. And we really saw that as like, you know, sort of our community base. And like, if you walk in an engineration and you feel those three E's from our staff, from our, from, our, from the, the participants, uh, for people coming in the door, then that's, that's a win. And that's where we want to be. And that sort of feels that inclusivity of community, uh, where people are always picking each other up and they're, they're, they're positive and they're complimenting and they're encouraging and, and all the sort of positive things. That's the, the space that any nation occupies. Uh, and we've seen that time and time again, year in, year out of, of our reviews and the way that people sort of talk about uh, the staff and the, and the, the participants that come in and engineer that it's really an encouraging place and a great place to kind of feel that positivity. You guys have a really cool system of gamifying. Uh, tell the people what you got, how you guys do that. Yeah, we have a RFID response system that we gamify. A bunch of our challenges gone, and and there's a, there's a way that you can look up different challenges and how many points you've scored. And it's really a way to like kind of it's kids are kind of like oh I don't know what to do because this happens all the time with kids. They're like I don't know what to do, and there's like there's like 300 obstacles set up in Indonesia, and we ch- we're changing them all the time. And we're just like I don't know what to do, and then you're like all right, well do look at this and go to this. And we're going to challenge you, or you give you some points and some high fives, and you know then we're it's going to go into your to your account. Um, and that's one of those things that we're able to kind of track and see like how engaged and, 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 you know, our participants are, and it's a fun way for them to be like, all right, I'm going to do this challenge. I'm going to do a plank for three minutes, and then I'm going to go run up the warp wall 10 times. And that's going to give me 500 points. And it's yeah. a nice sort of, you know, gamification of, of that, uh, of, of basically a fitness for, for kids, you know? So the big question is this, how are creators like us who aren't built for the nine to five, for the people who put their passion before them being comfortable. How do we turn that passion into a living that pays the bills and a life that we love? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. My name is Noah Mittman, and welcome to Conversations with Creators. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Creators. I am your host, Noah Mittman, and joining me today is operations and marketing genius man behind Ninja Nation, Lucas Clark. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks, Al. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Before we get going, I got a shout out. I have a beer sponsor. And even though it is one o'clock, I am <laughs> diving in Woods Boss Brewing. I'm drinking the Rock Brown, uh, Rock Bar De- Brown right now. And it's really, really good. Thank you guys for sponsoring the show. So where are they where are they out of? Where's that beer coming out of? Out of uh Denver. Yeah, they oh, gave nice. me a whole a whole case and uh I'm just enjoying it and yeah, it's really good. Cool, man. Love it. So talk to me about Ninja Nation, how it got started, and kind of what sets it apart from other fitness facilities and even Ninja Warrior gyms, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. So Ninja Nation uh, started in 2018. They actually opened two locations here in Colorado, uh, one in Lafayette, Colorado, the north of Denver, and one in Centennial, Colorado, a little bit south of Denver, and then also at a location in Frisco, Texas, which is about 40 minutes north of Dallas. Um, the original idea, which sort of has come to fruition was to have a amazing indoor play space for kids. 
where kids could not only like play and have fun and challenge themselves, but they could also do classes. Like you do ninja classes, they could do um, you know, classes for obstacle course racing and like really kind of honing in on grip strength, balance, agility, kind of your non-traditional sport type uh, activities, but also things that um, one of one of the partners of Start Imagination, Jeff Britton, really you know, highlighted as like life-proofing, right? Like how do you like fall and get back up? How do you challenge yourself to continue to be better the next day and, and things like that? And so, you know, uh, Wayne Cavanaugh, who founded the company, his vision along with along with Jeff's uh, was to really build a place where kids could play, train, and compete. And that was sort of the the idea from the get go, and it's sort of launched from there. And we've uh, seen you know millions of visitors through our doors, and tons of kids having an amazing time. And we do birthday parties as well, which is a great you know fun way to do an active birthday party. You know, it's different than video games or you know bowling alley or things like that. Oh yeah. Uh, we do camps and, and all kinds of anything where kids can like interactive play. You know, that's what Ninja Nation is all about. And we're all about sort of challenging ourselves and being better, a little bit better every day and, and you know, overcoming obstacles, falling down, getting back up. Yeah, absolutely. I was just thinking, actually, it's kind of a perfect, my uh, my daughter's birthday is in uh, December and that would be a really cool uh, thing to do for that instead of just being at the house. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, you know, we provide an amazing play space, but then we're also, you know, you can have somebody taking them around and, and doing different challenges with them as well. So you have a big party of like 20 kids and you got a whole organization kind of like built in and a little coaching class kind of going on at the same time. So a little bit of a vision, traditional like kids' birthday party place or even like a, your traditional ninja gym, as you mentioned. Like, you know, we we do offer classes um, and we, we offer sort of a, a great entry point to the sport of ninja. Um, you know, I don't think that we're like a super hardcore or like elite you know, facility. We're more sort of like, let's get kids interested in doing something like this and then have them kind of, you know, graduate through it. It's kind of like, you know, soccer programs or baseball programs or volleyball or things like that. Like, we just want to be a great entry point to show that this is a great way to like move your body, have fun, get a little sweaty and like have fun with your friends. And it translates really well into your life skills too, right? Like, you know, perseverance, confidence, um, challenging yourself and and being a little bit better at, at, at doing things and getting repetitions on things kind of what, all, what life is all about and that's what we wanted to sort of build in engineering no i love it and i think it co- covers all that i think it really obviously it's working you're doing you know you have multiple franchise locations <laughs> yeah it's going going great going great absolutely so i i know that marketing for the fitness industry is is very competitive how do you differentiate your marketing strategies to both bring in new customers and also retain customers yeah um you know i it's, it's interesting you mentioned fitness industry you know we i we see ourselves sort of squarely in in between two different industries and there's a lot of love um leeway in, in both sides of that from a marketing standpoint we do have a fitness aspect and a sport aspect but we're also sort of a play aspect and i like have fallen and like i'm you know if i'm a parent with which i am uh of, of i have three kids and i if i'm looking for something fun to do with with a couple of my kids and some of their friends it's a great place to like kill two hours and, and have a really good time at an innovation. But it's also a place where you can, you know, send your kids for an after school program workout. So in the marketing, we actually kind of differentiate in a couple of different ways. We talk to those different audiences for those different instances. So, you know, the parent looking to kill two hours on a weekend is a different sort of use case than the parent trying to book a birthday party than the parent trying to, you know, put a, put a kid in summer camp or maybe to have a uh, school off on Monday and they're like, oh man, what, what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to put the kids for, for summer, for a day camp? And we have that option as well. So we have 
sort of multifaceted ways that we can kind of talk to those audiences and doing a lot of that through, through digital, a lot of that through, through video, right? Like we want to show how fun and cool our spaces are. And we do that, you know, predominantly in videos, the best medium to do it. Uh, if, if a picture is worth a thousand words and videos worth 10,000. So we want to, we want to show that fun and show that what's happening and, and the different programming that we have and how much fun that parent's child is going to have. There's most of the kids that are coming in are between five and 15. Most of them are not on social media. Most are not getting advertising. We're advertising to their parents. Yeah. Um, and so the, so this sort of marketing strategies and channel we use to drive traffic, drive interest and drive trials and engagement. Yeah, absolutely. Full transparency. I've done some video work with Lucas and Ninja Nation in the past, and uh, we had an absolute blast making stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it, it's, as you know, it's a great space to to shoot in, and it's a great space. Oh yeah, eat in, and a great space to to show like just a lot of fun. Well, and I'm happy like it worked out super well for you. And then on my side, like I actually, you were my first case study of like what it can really do when it succeeds, and it was so cool to have those numbers back and like you know, be able to tell potential customers like, Hey, here's, here's what it can do for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If people in the marketing space don't know the power of our video already, they are living under a rock. So uh, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm glad that we can, we can shed some light on that. A hundred percent. That's, that's, that's the secret, uh, bond. that's a secret other, other motive for the podcast is to get people interested, but no I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. As, as it should be, I mean, you know, you look at, you just look at Instagram reels and Look at all the stuff that's getting put out for content. It's you know, Mr. Beast and, and everything. It's just oh, yeah. it's all video. It's all video. Yeah, it's all video. Hundred percent. So uh you guys really uh emphasize community and inclusivity. How do you kind of bring that sense of belonging to your members and build that community out as it gets bigger? Yeah, I mean previously a huge part of what we do and like you know, one of the great things about, you know, the ninja space is that you have a lot of people that are, you know, in between kind of trying different obstacles and trying different things. And they're sitting there to look at and they're cheering other people on and they're, you know, really encouraging people. And, uh, we actually sort of founded the company on the, the three E's principle, uh, which is engagement, encouragement, and energy. And we really saw that as like, you know, sort of our community base. And like, if you walk into Ninja Nation and you feel those three E's from our staff, from our, from the, the participants, uh, for people coming in the door then that's, that's a win and that's where we want to be. And that sort of feels that inclusivity of community uh, where people are always picking each other up and they're, they're, they're positive and they're complimenting and they're encouraging and, and all the sort of positive things. That's the, the space that any nation occupies. Uh, and we've seen that time and time again, year in, year out of, of our reviews and the way that people sort of talk about uh, the staff and the, and the, the participants that come in and engine nation that it's really an encouraging place and a great place to kind of feel that positivity. So we just want to keep that rolling. You know, as we, as we open more locations across the country, you know, it's a cornerstone foundation of, of what we train all of the franchisees on and what we talk about in uh, day in and day out. And it's, it's also part of that, their buy-in too. Like when franchise owners are opening their locations, we want them to know that the importance is on the three E's and the importance is on the, the participants coming in the door and the way that they feel about the, the space and they feel about the brand is going to lead to their success. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys do. I mean, I think part of it too is you do, and I've talked about this in previous podcasts of like the idea of like gamifying stuff. You guys have a really cool system of gamifying. Uh, tell the people what you got, how you guys do that. Yeah, we have a RFID wristband system that we gamify a bunch of our challenges on, and, and there's, a, there's a way that you can look up different challenges and how many points you've scored and 
it's really a way to like kind of it's kids are kind of like oh i don't know what to do because this happens all the time with kids yeah. like i don't know what to do and there's like there's like 300 obstacles set up in indonesian and we ch- we're changing them all the time and they're just like i don't know what to do and then you're like all right well go to this and go to this and we're going to challenge you or you can use some points and some high fives and you know then we're it's going to go into your to your account um and that's one of those things that we're able to kind of track and see like how engaged and 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 you know our participants are and it's a fun way for them to be like all right i'm going to do this challenge i'm going to do a plank for three minutes and then i'm going to go run up the warp wall 10 times and that's going to give me 500 points and it's yeah a nice sort of you know gamification of, of that uh of, of basically a fitness for for kids you know well like it's so perfect because that's like one of the big things i remember from training is like you go to the gym and like what should i do today like when you have like a set like here's a whole you know platter or or menu of things that you can do and it's points based like it's just so yeah. easy to like get them moving that's just which is the whole point of them being there exactly exactly yeah for you personally i mean you so you do you kind of wear a lot of hats for ninja nation what's some of your like favorite stuff that you get to do personally with the company uh yeah we we you know we're a small small team but we're mighty uh and so we we do wear a lot of hats and, and all of us wear them very very well which is which is cool um i do franchise development so one of my favorite parts of my job is actually talking to prospective franchisees you know, people who were interested in becoming ninjation business owners in their respective city whether it's you know st louis or fort lauderdale or atlanta and just talking them through the brand and talking about um you know who we are and what we do and, and kind of just talking to about the three E's and things like that. So that's a big part of what I do, which is awesome. And then the other part is the marketing side of things. So coming up with the branding campaigns, the marketing strategy, like helping communicate who an engineer is and what we do to the broader audience. Um, and so, you know, wearing those hats and then also kind of help oversee um, some of the operations with the operations team and make sure that they have everything they need at the arena level from marketing side um, as well. So, you know, there's a lot of great aspects, but I'd say one of my favorite things is to talk to prospective franchisees about the business and about like, you know, what the space and, and the business sort of brings to the community and, you know, getting them to to sort of understand the, the concept and, and get excited about opening in their city. Yeah, hundred percent. Speaking of kind of, you know, going across the nation with that kind of stuff with different cities, how do you approach the marketing side to kind of a geographically diverse audience and like you know going to different i'm sure the marketing is slightly different you know in colorado versus texas you know it, it's maybe it does the look looking towards the audience selection but really like we have a pretty well-defined audience within google within the meta platform to to say like hey listen like here's we have all these sort of ads built out right let's say we have 14 different ads built out for for different things whether it's classes birthday parties camps um, just general brand campaigns, things like that. Uh, really, the only thing that changes is the, is the targeting, right? So, um, and and also sort of some seasonality uh, with with things like one of the things we we see a lot of is summer camp bookings. Um, summer camp bookings in Colorado. Parents want to book their kids' summer camp in Colorado in like January, like fourth. And, and they're like, we want, we know what our schedule is in the summer. Yeah, we're gonna book. And we're like, well, we I get that. I get that. Lock it in. Yeah, you gotta lock it in. Whereas in Texas, we've seen that we don't need to start marketing summer camps until after spring break. Like, you know, maybe the Texas parents, like, don't start thinking about that until after spring break. So there's a little nuance there. But in terms of, like, the messaging and the videos and, like, the links and how we talk about the brand, that's all the same. It's really a little bit of a nuance to 
uh, some of the audience targeting and then some at some to the um, to the sort of seasonality of when consumers are making different decisions based on our services. I think that's the way to do it too. Like if you're going to be, you know, just the amount of work to put in, if, if it's going to be to specific parts or if it's just, again, like kind of evergreen works for everything in the messaging. And then you just do, you just, you know, behind the scenes are targeting the right people. But I think that's why part of why the videos have been so successful for you is like, it's general works for anywhere. And um, yeah, I think that's, that's the way to go about it to make your life easier. Yeah. Well, and also I would, I would definitely like say, you know, since we're talking about, you know, creative and creators and things like that is always like trying to keep that in line when you're creating content that like you can make it as detailed and as nuanced as, as you want, but then remember that that's only going to have a very, very narrow the use takes. Right. So if you spend, you know, a ton of time, like editing, you know, a, a two minute video that has, that's only talking about like, you know, uh, Austin, Texas, Ninja Nation, which you know, we have a franchise location there, but it's so, it's so specific on like an event that we have on October 26th and da, 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 you that piece of content, once that, you know, unless you could ever edit that video, it's pretty much like just lives in that space and then it's done. Whereas if you have something that's sort of evergreen that you can like pop in and out, pop in and out and have it be an evergreen, you know, piece of content that's not too specific and has too many call outs. It makes it makes it a little bit more useful across multi markets, which is a huge thing with a franchise. Like you don't want to pigeonhole too much. Maybe you have a tag on the end that's the address and the URL of the location, which is great. But most people are just going to be reading your posts or reading your seeing your ad and reading the copy and then clicking directly from there. So sometimes that's not even necessary as well. So it's just one of those things where you know, creators should be thinking about that when they're making things in their marketing strategy and figuring out like what's the that cost benefit analysis to patterns of it's hyper, hyper, hyper targeted. Right. But it's a little bit more broad. Absolutely. Well, and that's, that's what amazed me when I was, you know, we were kind of chatting to, to get the case study from, from you. And you said that you've, you know, been using the same videos that we made four years ago and they're still working, which is like, oh yeah, that's how, that's how it works. If it's evergreen and it, and it's good, you can literally use the same piece of content for years. Which is yeah. it just yeah, blew my mind. Yeah. It's so awesome. Well, and that's and that's it's great for it's great for you know a lot of reasons. Um, and it's it's one of those things where you you want you want to make sure that that works, right? There are there's a, a time and place for something that's super uh, specific, but there's also time and place to have some just brand awareness campaign. As long as you're not changing your business model too much and yeah, and all a bunch of these other things, be fine. But um, yeah, cool. Speaking of kind of changing business models, is there any kind of uh, new offerings or initiatives that you guys are working on that you're excited about? I mean, really, the main focus has been has been the franchise side. You know, really sort of developing uh, our franchise operations and training programs for our franchisees that are coming through. You know, there's uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that, and and a lot of like, pieces of the puzzle to help get these business owners all the information they need to to successfully open their business. So. We've been spending a lot of time on that. Um, you know, we've been also updating some obstacles within the arena, changing a bunch of stuff out. Like we've always done that, but really kind of setting it on a schedule where, where we're very, you know, um, we're having fun with it. We're making like cool courses and the coaches are having a lot of freedom to do that within the arena space uh, as well. So those two things are really, really popped up. And then we've also added a couple of different types of class enrollments where parents can sign up for an eight-week block of classes, uh, whether it's Kid Fit, Ninja Flow, and Ninja Fundamentals. Uh, and that's really, you know, I think parents have really liked that because they're able to basically lock in 
um, you know, a day at a time every week that their that their child can come in and, and you know have a, a great fitness class and imagination. I mean, just I love it. You know, everything you're saying is kind of a master class in how to efficiently run a facility that has so many offerings. You know, like especially with service based, with kind of classes based. Like, I feel like people kind of get you know the crazy bug to go do something creative but like really honestly to for longevity you want that exactly if you're going towards families you want the locked in schedule you want the consistency you want like they know what the week looks like which i you know that's something as a parent that i absolutely love i know when you know i know something's happening on a wednesday and that's every wednesday and the kids know it and it helps with just the day yeah yeah it's uh it's one of those things where it's like we put our put myself in my my the mind of the parent i'm like all right you know when we're more sort of coming up with these ideas like how is this how is this going to best serve the, our audience and and this one has worked really well this was an adjustment from having parents just pick classes sort of real you know, as they'd like to then like now we're just locking stuff in and you know people have really really responded well to that it's the same thing with like camps too they yeah they, they'll book those camps out and know they're like hey this week you're at ninja camp this week you're at soccer camp the next week you're at a ninja camp and it's like you know, I, I, I understand that mentality and that's yeah. what we want, what we want to make available for our, for our participants and for our consumers to, to, to be able to book and, and you know, make it easy for us. I'm interested on the communication side because we've, uh, we've had some, we've had the kids in martial arts classes and it would consistently be not consistently. That's the whole problem. But like they would send out like one email if there was a special event happening and the classes weren't happening. And we literally like three times in maybe like six months, we showed up and there yeah. was no class and it pissed us off so much. And I'm like, we just drove half an hour here. How much communication yeah. do you do when there's like some special thing happening? Yeah, so well, two, two things. One, we don't we don't change the schedule. Like once we lock that in for the eight weeks, we're not changing the schedule, we're not canceling stuff on parents or things like that. And we, any special event that we do have, we put it around those types of events, right? Like that's how you do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's like we have the classes Monday through Thursday, and then we usually do special events and stuff like that. Fridays are on the weekend. Um, so it was like a specific was- time slot for a special event that's not overtaking another class. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I mean, the, the last thing there's, there's a couple of things you definitely don't want to do with your consumer base. And like one of them is sort of like, you know, confuse them. Um, and, and, and also, you know, then well, the other thing is, don't like promise something and then like have it not be available. Like one of the things that really bugs me is like when people, when businesses don't update their hours on Google, yeah. uh, you like, you're in the car, you're mapping something. And this happened the other day, I was taking my kids somewhere and you know, they were, they were close cause they had a, there was a plumbing issue and they were close for like three days. Like I get it. Sure. But like yeah. you can update that stuff on Google where it just pops up temporarily and says, Hey, temporarily we're, we're closed today. And they could even put like a note in Google that will show up when you Google map it. So, those types of things like business owners should be really paying attention to yeah. uh, because that's a negative customer experience and they'll never even know that that happened. Right. right? Like they'll never know that like this plumbing issue, like maybe 90 people like put their address into your, their name into Google and tried to drive to this place over that you know, three day weekend or the three days. And they, they showed up and they're like, they sign on the door, you know, plumbing out, like we'll be back open on Monday. But like, they're never going to like put a, Google review together or things like that. That's just like right. lost customer and negative customer experience that you don't even know about, right? Which so, is the worst. Like, how do you know? <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing with like with the, with the events. Like you're showing up at, at, at a martial arts and like, oh, I didn't, didn't realize class was canceled because you guys have a 
you know, a martial arts event. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's a similar. When I was like, you know, it's it's just it's again, it's all user experience. I completely agree. I was I was actually interesting. I I've even been you know uh, guilty of this where I had a guy doing a um, website review on my website, kind of going through you know issues. And I you know I've been working on this thing for years and really put a lot of attention to the homepage. And he through the the kind of website review was like, oh yeah. Uh, the contact us uh, page is like not filled out. And I'm like, oh my God, I forgot the actual, like I've been getting, you know, messages and stuff uh, not through, through the homepage, but I was like the next day I was like, okay, I'm, I'm finishing the contact. How, oh my God, I shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> it's like the blank template. Always good tips of stuff, man. Yeah, for sure. It's one of those, one of those things where it's like, hey. Yeah, how to give it to like five different people and say like, how would you use this? How would you access the site? Or how would you, how would you try to find us? And then like, see what they do. Cause it's yeah. always just like really surprising at how different people like think about, you know, finding things on the internet or like reaching out to people on the internet and just getting that information. It's a great UX uh, user experience. Yeah. Um, you know, exercise. Absolutely. All right. So I'm going to take a, a hard left turn here. This yeah, looks like, you ready? What is the what's the title of your memoir? Title of a memoir. Oh man. I ju- I just added this question in with this episode and I'm so excited. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um Launching through life in positivity. Solid. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I always feel like I always feel like I'm like I'm hurling through like like I'm launching myself through like I'm just sort of saying yes to all kinds of fun stuff and doing fun stuff with the family and with you know my friends and work and all that kind of stuff and then trying to do it in a positive light. So yeah, launching uh, yeah, through life. Yeah. It even it is it's even an alliteration, which is you're the marketing director. That makes so much sense. <laughs> he's the, he's the master of copy. No, it's good. You, the gears returning. The gears returning. That was perfect. <laughs> yeah, I I honestly don't know if I could think of one if it was, if I was like put on the spot. <laughs> well, you know, I'll have to flip it around for you the next thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> so outside of the uh, the Ninja Nation career, what's kind of a hobby that uh, takes you away from it all and lets you relax? Uh, so I'm a big time like cyclist. Um, I spend a lot of time on my bike. That's uh, sort of my meditation, my my escape, my big big hobby. Um, I've been doing, I've been bike racing for coming up on 20 years. Uh, nice. I've I've done everything from track cycling, which is velodrome uh, cycling, the you know, short course stuff, um, to individual time trials and 300 mile races to 200 mile races. And, uh, next year actually taking on a 3000 mile race. So, wow. Yeah, so that's, that's the thing that, that I do like outside of work and family and, and, um, yeah, kind of keeps me, it keeps me launching through life. If you will. Yeah. hundred percent. What's the, uh, what's the best results you've gotten so far from, from the races? Uh, so I'm a three-time world champion on the velodrome. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Like you're really fucking good at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not too bad. Um, yeah. So 2018, I won three masters world championships on the track. Uh, I also got third place at elite track nationals that year in 2018. Um, I've won a bunch of local races. I won, um, the unbound gravel race, which is a children's six mile gravel race in Kansas. It's now. Wow. 
it's known as the biggest hardest gravel race in the world. Uh, I won that on a single speed uh, bike, actually just just as past June. Uh, I won Steamboat Gravel, which is a gravel race in Steamboat Springs in uh, August of this year. And um, yeah, just wow. So, it, so are those gravel? You're not doing like road bike tires, right? No, no, not road bike tires. You're doing like yeah, you're doing gravel tires, so like 38 yeah. millimeter. Um, yeah, almost a like a cross between a road bike tire and a mountain bike tire, but smooth in the middle, knobby on the sides. Yeah, has any have you ha, have you done kind of any uh is any of the training set up in Nation help with any of that, or is it all kind of different? No, Nation stuff was just fun for me. Like when I go, I was in there like with my son and his friend uh, last weekend, um, and you know, we're it's just it's just you know hanging around and and you know trying to trying to do things that are like that are hard for me, like laches and uh spider wall and you know any any of the sort of like grippy obstacles the balance stuff is actually usually pretty good for me but any of the grippy stuff is, is usually pretty hard and so i love to challenge myself on that and and also see what what my kids can do and and you know have them challenge me on different things and race them so it's i just keep it fun um you know i there's a definitely an element of of the you know, core strength and core training that goes into a lot of the ninja stuff that translates well on the bike um, but a lot of the on bike training is, you know, just on the bike training is really what it is. Yeah. You got to just be, yeah. You got to be able to sit on your saddle for, you know, a couple hours at a time. So that's wild, man. How did you, what initially drew you to, to the biking earlier in life? Yeah. So I was kind of really interested in just doing some sports outside of ski. I was really just kind of skiing, uh, when I first got to Colorado and a friend of mine was, was also skied, uh, was like. Hey, you should try biking and break me a summertime activity. You know, get the fit, keep it fit for skiing. You know, like, all right, cool, let's try it. And just fell right into it and you know, never looked back. <laughs> no, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Was there was there like a while where you're just doing it for fun before or were you like, I want to be competitive with this? Uh I mean there was like a year where I was doing it for fun. Like I'm pretty competitive just in general. So oh. I, I if, if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna try to be as competitive as I can at it. Um, which, you know, for better or for worse, like I gravitate towards things that I'm better at because that's just what I can learn. I can compete at. That's why I'm not like, you know, into swimming or into running or things like that. Cause I just, you know, I, I, I don't mind them, but I'm not like that good. So I was, I was usually just like gravitate towards what I'm better at. And I also just like, I like going fast. I think that that's also a thing from skiing and from, you know, growing up like, uh, you got Ricky Bobby over here. What? Ricky Bobby over here. I want to go fast. Yeah, yeah. I just I love going fast and, and on the track, turning left. But the bike is fast, like descending, going to downhill on the bike is fast. I love that as well. So, um, yeah. No, it's great. Is it? Have you done any kind of mountain biking stuff, or is it all just is it all kind of on track stuff? I've done some mountain biking stuff, but uh, you know, I like mountain biking mainly for fun, not not competitively. It's yeah. interesting actually. Mountain biking is is a is a very different sport to like road cycling and to gravel. Uh, just in terms of like physiologically and bike handling and a bunch of stuff. So it's actually mountain biking I'm not that good at. So I, you know, I, I, so I, there you so go. <laughs> Listen, it's not a bad thing to stay with the stuff that you're good at. Yeah. I mean, it was something I enjoy too. I, there's also an, another element of mountain biking where I'm always like just a little bit worried about the equipment and the terrain and like how the whole thing is going to come together. And all my mountain bike friends are always like, oh, you should have trust the bike. You just got to like, you know, go with it. I'm like, I think that this thing's going to break. And I think that like, <laughs> I'm going to hit this huge rock and the, everything's going to topple over. 
And instead of like even crashing on like pavement is actually better than like crashing on a bunch of like random boulders, you know? Yeah. So in my mind, so it's, it's one of those things where I'm, you know, it's, I like it. Don't worry. Don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll, if somebody's like, Hey, let's go mountain biking. I'll, I'll definitely consider it, but I'd rather just be like out of the open road and bombing down fast descents. Yeah, no, I get that completely. I have a buddy, uh, Bobby, who's like a much better mountain biker than myself. He's also crashed quite a few times, which, you know, is what happens when you're going hard. But I'm like, like, I will, I will be going at my pace to where I know I'm still going to have fun and like, you know, close to die, but like you go bomb the shit. I'll meet you down at the bottom. Cause I'm not trying to, you know, get the best at this. I'm just, this is for fun. <laughs> I am, I have, you know, a shoot tomorrow that I need my legs working for. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's just like risk assessment, right? You're like, how, how are you going to, you know, do the X, Y, and Z the next day. If you're, yeah, you, know, you got to be able to turn that risk off sometimes. And I think a lot of non-bikers can do that. Yeah, so, yeah. Is you know. <laughs> <laughs> definitely a sort of a, a send it mentality in that? Just like you just got to go for it. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking too much about this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll uh, kind of finish this up and roll out the red carpet for you. Uh, tell the people where to find you, what you got going on in the life, and kind of uh, how to how to get in touch. Yeah, so you know, NinjaNation.com is the best place to find us. If you're interested in opening your own NinjaNation location, NinjaNationFranchising.com is our franchise website for that. Uh, just kind of gives you a bunch of information on the business and and sort of what it what it looks like to open your own space. Uh, and then Instagram is at NinjaNation. We're on Facebook at NinjaNation as well. Um, so we have a bunch of bunch of great channels there and great content. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel, which is also at NinjaNation. So. All of this can be found there, and um, you know we'd love to see any any parents, any kids coming out to the arena and to the gym, you know, hanging out, having fun, going to birthday parties, just coming out, kill, killing two hours in a weekend, and it's a great great time to come in as well. So, um, it's like I said, it's the best place to play, train, compete, um, and and an amazing space for kids to just have fun and, and run around and be kids. So, so oh yeah, safe, super fun. So. It's it's honestly like if you if you like the 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 TV show and you want like the closest experience to that I think this is like visually and like like safety wise this is the closest yeah. experience you're gonna have to that yeah without well, it's not super it's not super high in a height oh yeah yeah I yeah, know <laughs> it's all it's all a lot of but yeah TV show but made for kids <laughs> yeah exactly in terms of look and feel that's 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 what we're trying to do. Absolutely. Well, man, thank you for uh, for being on and kind of sharing some insights. And uh, I appreciate your time. Thanks, though. I appreciate it, man. Good to see you. Absolutely. So for everybody listening and watching, I will see you next time.